0: Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals. Listener discretion is advised. and welcome to another episode of Mind Over Millennial. My name is Lauren.
1: I almost just spit out my wine.
0: <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. What's I your name, Tess? Oh.
1: <laughs> well, apparently my name is Tess.
0: <laughs> We're like mostly sober. I
1: That's... am completely sober. I have had three sips of my lovely $8 bottle of champagne. Um, yeah. <laughs> champagne. It's like Wednesday. I, I don't know how to spell it. So we say champagne.
0: I do feel like I should be drinking champagne with you because the Tampa Bay Lightning won their second Stanley Cup this week.
1: Hockey things that sound exciting. Yay! Well,
0: technically they're third, but they're back to back, which is very uncommon so yeah as you Tess is over here just like sticking her thumbs up like I don't give a rat's ass no it's it's
1: sports (laughs) terms the right color one I think that was what I heard (sighs) boys in in uniforms which one are we cheering for the green one or the blue I don't know
0: it's the blue by the way
1: okay go blue (laughs) good
0: good job good job I appreciate you Tess
1: sorry
0: we figured that much out how are you
1: uh, I'm good. I'm what am I today? Today is Saturday. I am. Oh, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. That's what I'm doing. Brain, you are like every time you ask me like how I'm doing <laughs> or how my. Even though, despite the fact that we've been on the, on the zoom call for like 30 minutes now talking about everything that I'm doing, my brain just immediately goes like data dump. What? <laughs> like, uh, box, it's a reset button. I feel. Yeah. It 100% is. Um, anyway, yes, I'm getting ready to go on vacation going down to, uh, th- where the fuck am I going? Port oh, Port yes. So going to do that. Going to take my, my lappy top and work by the beach for a week. So we'll see how Sammy likes the ocean. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. How are you Lauren? I am good. Um,
0: we officially are, we have a date for moving to Tampa Ooh. so that my husband can get his master's because he's doing far more with his life than I am with mine. I wouldn't and, say that. <laughs> I would. Apparently I would. From, from, from an educational standpoint, I guess. I mean, I'm just getting my PhD in life, nothing McNeil, But uh, he's actually getting <laughs> a real master's. So I'm a little poopy about that. And like, I shouldn't be because I should be like super supportive. But I'm actually not a me. So anyway. You could go get your master's too. It's expensive. He's getting the army to pay for his. We don't have, I'll have the money to drop like $80,000 on another degree. <laughs>
1: i I paid off in my debts i don't want any more <laughs> feel that one um <laughs> so
0: yeah so that's uh basically everything else and then i've got a vacation at the end of the month but we'll hear we'll hear back we'll have another episode before
1: that so yeah well yeah. hopefully if we can get our get our shit together shh Hey, don't shush me. All I got on this thing is my voice. They can't see They can't see the, the beautiful fish face over here. Don't let the listeners know that we're trash. Don't let them know.
0: Oh, they know it already. Was, that was but... such a
1: secret, babe. Yeah, the trash <laughs> panda and the trash rat over here. We're not trash. Excuse me. What? In two ways. I feel like that's a actually really good segue
0: to what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, what today. are we
1: talking about tonight, Laura? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But I want the rest of the podcast in those
0: <laughs> Please don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so many people have stopped listening now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, "Oh God, what was that ear?" Not gasping, The opposite of that.
0: All two people have stopped listening. <laughs> oh after, no! Come back <laughs> After the squeaks. <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, uh, mainly because I am an imposter. My name is Lauren, and I am an imposter. Um, Are we
1: starting a meeting now.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: <laughs> I haven't been to one of those yet. <laughs> expecting okay, this- it in the next five years, but I haven't been to one yet.
0: Well, this can be your first one. You can go to the next one in five years. Okay. um But one of the things that I've found interesting about imposter syndrome is that like a lot of millennials feel like we have it, but like I don't feel like people actually know what imposter syndrome is.
1: So, so what is it, Lauren? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: So basically, imposter syndrome is like when you're a high achieving person, but for whatever reason, you feel like your accolades, your achievements, everything that you've done and worked hard toward are not comparable to the amount of effort you put in or they're fraudulent. Like you're, you're living a lie, essentially, even though you've done what you've needed to do to be successful you sit over here on your little throne of not lie lies because you're a not lying liar.
1: What? <laughs> Is that Would too many that last bit again was that what? too many
0: double negatives. No, like I, it, it really makes me think of like, you know, how we, people say you, you live on a throne of lies to people well, that yeah. really do, don't deserve the accolades that they get. I, I think that people that have imposter syndrome live on a throne of not lie lies because they're not lies. Like you might think they're lies. You might, you might
1: internalize that they so are they lies. So live on a fraudulent throne of lies. Yes. Can we <laughs> say it that way so that Tessa's brain can stop spitting?
0: I like not lie lies. <laughs> But fine, if that, we need to be smart for some reason, we can say that, fraudulent lies. It hurts my
1: lies. head when you say. <laughs> it hurts not your lie head lies. when I
0: say not lie lies.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's this little bit there, it's just like crunch,
0: crunch. It's like,
1: ow. It's like trying to put the car in the wrong. Ear.
0: Crunch, crunch. I'm just going, I'm going from reverse to third, and I don't understand the issue, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my poor transmission. My poor clutch. Don't do that.
0: Sorry. Too soon? Too soon. I didn't do it, just to clarify. That was not my fault. Uh, we've talked about that other story before.
1: No, that was but, fucking Six speeds' fault. Yeah. That's his uh, name
0: now. That's his name? Good. That's his name now. Good. Fucking Six speed. That's very much deserved. Um, so I think for me personally, like a lot of the reason that I have this entire internalized thing of the imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. um, is mainly because I feel like I've put so much pressure on myself and I have done not questionable things to get ahead. Like according to some corporations, I might've done questionable things, not like insider trading, but like jumping from job to job in, in search of a higher paid
1: position, which like, that's a fucking millennial, like nor- normalcy at this point, I think.
0: Well, and I think it's a normalcy because we don't have the, we don't have pensions. Like we're no. not given the incentives that our parents and even Gen Xers have been given with other positions because like tech companies aren't giving you a pension.
1: Oh, no. I mean, there's, there's not going to be, you know, stuff left I don't feel like for pensions and I also feel like you know saving to a certain point saving for a rainy day that makes sense but saving as far as like I'm saving to retire I don't think that makes sense to a lot of us just with everything that's going on and I don't mean to make it political I'm just saying like is that going to be worth anything or is it just going to be a number in an account Exp- Does the fiat
0: currency actually exist or not? Yeah. <laughs> when we're all just trading numbers on a computer and nobody has actually held a dollar bill in the past seven years. Um, so that'll be like seven years from now. Um, yeah. Big facts. Because <laughs> um, we're kind of there. We're kind of there. I feel like I haven't actually held like a dollar bill in at least like three or four months.
1: I know you had some when you were here uh, with me. Yeah, so three, I Three. Three months yeah but um no i mean it's it's weird the only time i use cash now is when i'm at a bar just because i don't want to run my credit card over and over and over again that is valid but other than that i mean it's all either you know like amazon pay or credit card or whatever well, here's a here's
0: a theory then do you think that a lot of us have like imposter syndrome because nothing like and this is very like matrixy but like nothing is real like everything
1: just kind of seems a little bit intangible. And no, I, yeah. Then whenever we were talking about doing this episode, that was when I said, like, I feel like I'm struggling with this really bad lately because it doesn't feel like, why is it worth it? Why am I doing this? Or what difference does it make? Or what, what What's is the purpose this arbitrary accolade thing? Like why? And yeah. it's really hard not to get stuck in that, existential you know crying in the bathtub at 3am with a bottle of wine kind of mindset when you start thinking about it like that thank you intj over here um <laughs> i only did that once last week it's fine um it's so, healthy you know it's healthy i feel like it's
0: healthy i'm it's also so somebody scary. that does then, that so
1: like I, i'm not one to judge then then there was the other crying fit like two days later that made me wake up with a migraine the next day so that one wasn't healthy we, we have to we have to spacey that a little bit more um, <laughs> you've been
0: going through a lot of uh come come to jesus moments i feel yeah emotionally yeah. and that's hard i mean it's hard on everybody but like especially when you're going through you know all of the extra stuff that you're going through and you know divorce and everything else like yeah I, who's who's to say but then you know on top of that like i i think that maybe that's the other thing too about this imposter syndrome is like this was something i put a lot of work and effort into and now where is it
1: right and that's that's the part that's had me lately it's just like when you think you're giving your best and then your best is proven not good enough whether that be in a like interpersonal relationship or a work relationship or whatever you want to call it and you're like no i actually flat out did everything i possibly could and it wasn't enough and then you stop and you sit back and you're like so will my best ever be enough and if it's not going to be because that was what was proven to me in this isolated um being long drawn out but isolated incident kind of thing then should i put in the effort required to do my best yeah no that's that's the question that's been fucking spinning in my brain for the last two weeks specifically it's just been holy crap i did everything i could and there's nothing to show for it well and i think the other thing too is like thinking about
0: how social media impacts like the entirety of the imposter syndrome too right where it's just like in, in TV, like, I understand this is entertainment. I understand this isn't fully reality. I understand that celebrity lives are not actually like real, real. Like, yeah, they're, they're the reality of these people that have these great accomplishments. But, like, in the same way of keeping up with the Joneses, like, am I doing something wrong by not portraying my life as perfect? Right. Am I, am I doing something not proper by not having all of these fancy things that I can't afford like where where is the line supposed to be for like I, I'm i sure other generations have dealt with this but I just don't know if it's been as blatantly like in your face as it no. is for the millennials
1: yeah and I, I completely agree with that one because I was looking on social media um just the other day and there were some people where um they've gone the career path of like only fans or something like that which that's great go do go do good that's great i heard they made lots of money um not sure it's a I long-term
0: look, job but it's well
1: I, i'm just saying if that's what you want to do, go, go do it i no problems there um i got some really good friends that that's what they do and it's great but where my thing my glitch came in was i look at them and think you know or i scroll all the way down on their page to see like the progression what were you what did you look like what what did you portray of yourself before you did this yeah. and then all of a sudden whenever it transitions into this like this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna use the internet and my sexual wiles to make money, they look so much happier. And so then my question is like, is that cameras and lighting and angles and the moment, or
0: is it real? Are they
1: happier? And then I question myself and my own decisions because I'm just like, I, I don't have the self esteem to do that. I can't like getting myself in a swimsuit is like a mental, you know, Same. gymnastics thing. So I can't do that. My hat is off to people who can do that because like, Hey, um, but like they look so happy. So is, is that in the moment or is that like a real thing? And I don't know. It fucks my brain. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even,
0: I really don't, don't know. And I, I think that's the other thing too, just about like social media in general is like, if I were to go off of your social media before, before we were even really close right mm-hmm. and i were to see like the pictures of you and your ex i would mm-hmm. have never thought that anything was going on you know right like not any of the emotional turmoil not anything right like
1: right
0: so when we portray that outward and and we see these things and i'm not gonna i don't know anybody that does you know only fans or anything like that but like i can't i can't imagine that every single minute of the day for them is truly that, that smile that they have, you right. know, it's, it's the same as like looking at an Instagram model or, you know, a, a really esteemed athlete where it's like, here's a really great picture. But then you take, like, if, if I were to take that camera and look at that chip, I bet you the next two pictures, are you literally either like vomiting or you in a very uncouth position that you would never want anybody else to see you in? Cause you're still right. like, I feel like everybody has a bit of being uncertain with themselves, but I guess the, the thing with the imposter syndrome in general is that I feel like it's a really warped sense of humility. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's for people where, and and one of the things that I saw is is that a lot of the people that, I don't want to say suffer, but like have you know, imposter syndrome or have feelings of it. Yeah. Deal with it. That's, that's a good one. Um, it it comes from a sense of really wanting to accomplish something, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or people that place accomplishments over other ambitions, desires, like they want the result.
1: And it almost like defining your worth based on what you produce Right, based and on then the results. And then, it, at least for me, if you have a tiny little fuck up, like let's say you do five things great and then one of them you have to go back and like edit it because something something screwed up. There's a bug in the code. All you can focus on is that you had to go back and redo part of one of them. And yep. so you fucked up. Like, yep. no, I didn't do these other four things perfectly and almost get this one out. And let's say I was under my deadline and all that kind of stuff. No, all that I can see is that I fucked up one thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that it, I imagine that it's going to lead to a lot of extra burnout, you know, like oh, yeah. these these are the like the, the gifted and talented kids of our generation that we're told like, you're so smart. You're so great. Like you're going to be better than everybody else. And then they get out into the real world and like, yeah, you might be an overachiever. You might be very successful early in your career, but then at the same time, when you're 40 and 50, you're still going to be the same manager as somebody else that's your age or watch people younger than you coming up in the same ranks that you jumped through, but you're not a CEO. Yeah. Like that realization right now, just for me, made my heart sink.
1: <laughs> Cause like no, that's yeah, reality. Yeah. And that's me over here going like, I, I want some kind of different path. I don't know what it is, but I'm over here trying to figure it out, trying to find it because I know, I know that I will burn out within a year because I did when I tried to do the whole like corporate rise the ranks thing, a year and I was done because I felt like a fucking gerbil in a, in a little wheel. wheel. Yeah. And I was like, I can't run on this wheel anymore. Like I no. (laughs) Well, and I think, I think that's why I always found a way to find a new
0: job every six months. Yeah. Because it, in the beginning, it was a justification for getting a higher pay raise, right? Like Mm -hmm. having a better rate for the work that I'm doing because I deserve this rate. But now I'm looking at it. And it's just like, no, I'm just really fucking bored. <laughs> I am undeniably bored, and I also see that in this small, like the the small team that I am on in a very large company, there's zero maneuverability. Mm-hmm. There's, there is zero stri- strategy involved in yep. what I do, and I know that as soon as I get stuck where I am, and I allow myself to be stuck where I am, I'm stuck. Like, it's just a part, it's a part of the corporate machine, right? It, it, that is just a part of it. And that's why people stay with places for 11 or 12 years, get passed up for the same promotion three, five times, and then move to a different company where they get the promotion that they want. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's bonkers to me, but at the same time, it's something where, I feel like that's really just a part of the rat race
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that's just what we're all so existential. That's what we're all living with. <laughs> like, but I don't, and I don't know. I don't know that there is a solution. I think this is more of just a, a venting thing or just making sure that other people know that they're certainly not alone You know, and I think that's why people like myself and and Ian, like we're putting more of a focus
1: on a family is. That was actually what I was going to say was my solution has been either I have to go over in my mind, um, every step of the process that went right to like chalk up on a pros and cons list until I have more pros than I do cons. Yeah. Or I have to find something else to put my focus in. Like if work goes bad, I need jujitsu to go well. Or if jujitsu went terribly, then I need to go have a good day with friends or it's like something, I need something different to be really good that I can put my energy and my focus in to be like, it wasn't a complete and total waste of time or whatever. Well, I think that doesn't solve long-term stuff, but in the short term.
0: No, yeah, but it does. And like, I think that's why people, you know, are now putting so much more pressure on people to quote unquote, enjoy their time, like cut, cut off after X hour Mm -hmm. and actually enjoy your time. Because I think companies that are larger are realizing that the amount of burnout they're causing by Mm -hmm. the consistent rat race. And again, there, there aren't the same promises that there used to be. And there are cell phones now. So it's not like I do my nine to five and then I, I actually get to cut off. Right. I do my nine to five and then I work from home. So the expectation is, hey, let me text Lauren. I can get her on the computer. She can do her job. Or I'm going to take my laptop home just in case somebody needs me. Or here's the dopest part. I'm going to have to work New Year's Eve this year because, of a, because we had a merger oh. two years ago. And the activities for the merger are apparently happening now. That's fun. Like, but that's, that's it. Like, those are, those are the things that happen and then people are like, well, you need to take your vacation. You need to be able to cut off. You need to, I'm like, you're right. I do. So why can these merger activities not take place the week before? Why can execs not make the decision to do that? or even the week before that, because the week before is Christmas. So I miss Christmas or I miss new year's.
1: Yeah. And see, you're the good employee that says, I'm going to answer the phone. I'm going to answer the email. I'm the whatever. And I'm the one that gets shit on because I said, I sold you 40 hours a week. That's what you get. Motherfucker. Pick when you want it.
0: There, there is that because when I go on vacation, like I am not reachable
1: no no I know I'm not talking about vacation when I was traveling uh to New York to work right. up there um tech job uh will not name company for reasons you know um uh my boss at that team was like oh yeah you're gonna take your laptop home and work from the uh motel right or hotel because you know we need to get this project done by x date. and I was like I'll take my laptop so nobody steals it because we're working in the Bronx um but no she's like you're not gonna log back in I was like no? No. <laughs> why? Well, I sold you 40 hours of my time and I already have to give you extra because I'm flying up here on a Sunday every day or every week. Uh, no, I'm not allowed. You- well, w- why wouldn't you do that? You're, you're on company time when you're in New York. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> See, after seven, I'm not yours anymore. Sorry. You work: it's fucking burning down. No. You guys work huh? till 7 p.m.? Yeah, because we didn't get out until six and it was an hour commute back to the hotel because we stayed in Manhattan and worked in the Bronx. We took the hour-long subway every day. Bro. So I would get up at 6.30, grab coffee, make it to the subway by seven, be in the office by eight. We would work until like 5.36 when we were the last ones out and the first ones in every day because that made the company look better. See, and then we did that hour- shit in Washington, D.C. too, and I mm-hmm. didn't understand why, and it was fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so then she'd be like, oh, you're going to log back. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And if you think that I'm going to work on Friday whenever I get back, because I'm already giving you half of my Sunday, you're wrong there too. Yeah. I'll show facts. face and be like, hi, I am alive. Bye. Like, no. Yeah. Because no. our manager down here was like, yeah, you need to work from the office on Fridays. And we were like, uh, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: <laughs> Absolutely no. not. Not when I fly out on a Sunday, like you can actually
1: get fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's bonkers. And but um. my point of all of that is that makes me the quote bad employee because I am saying these were the terms and conditions that I signed, and now I'm going to stick to them. You're the good employee who's saying, "Oh, well, I'm gonna do this, that, and the other." But your life is suffering because of it, and I'm not telling you to do anything different. I'm just saying I'm I'm the one over here that's like, "Fuck all y'all."
0: <laughs> no, I mean like in. <laughs> that's it's an internal struggle and I fully understand that and like part of me is like well when when x thing happens then I'll I'll be better but the other thing too is that with the job that I have there are very few times where well knock on wood um there are very few times where my job is incredibly stressful but then when it is incredibly stressful it's incredibly stressful so like uh, it's it's a little thing where like, especially since it is like a large corporation, like you feel like a gerbil on a wheel because there's so many days where you're just not actually doing your real job. Like yeah. there are just so many days where you're not doing it. And then there are so many days where you feel like you're churning, churning, churning. And then there are days where you're just stressed out of your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like I work on a system for a utility company and I'm the support manager for their uh, production environment, which for people that are not tech savvy means that If you work inside of this system, which over 7,000 people in this company do, and something in production happens, production is your actual live environment, um, I'm the person that has to deal with it. And I've got five people on my team. not (laughs) very many. So, like, it it gets stressful. And and I fully understand that. Like, I signed up for it. I I knew it before because this was a company that I worked with in the past. But it's... I think that it's one of those things where I feel obligated because of how relaxed the environment can be. Mm -hmm. That when it is extra stressful, um, there's a compulsion to make up for it. And I think, again, like that goes back to almost the imposter syndrome where I feel like me, me putting in like a good 10 hours of work is about the equivalent of a mediocre person's 40.
1: No, and I I feel that. And I will say now I'm working for a small company and it's not a gerbil and a rat race kind of thing. And whenever there is a fire, I jump on and I put it out and I've worked till three in the morning some days where I'm like, this needs to be done. It needs to be done by this date. And I feel obligated to keep up with this deadline because if I don't do this, the owner of the business suffers, like this goes straight to the top. There's her and then there's me. And like, I don't, I don't want to let her down. I I feel very obligated to be like, I'm going to keep up my pieces of this puzzle. Otherwise we're in a house of cards. Right. You know, but that's very different, small company versus just these people that are, you know, running you into the ground, burning you out kind of thing in my brain.
0: But I'm not, I'm not a
1: normal, whatever. No,
0: I feel like it is because they are also, like, the, the work that I'm willing to even do, like, for my previous company and this company versus what we dealt with when we dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has to do, again, with how corporations treat their employees versus, yes. like, just calling your employees members doesn't make you a great company. Like, let's just throw that out no. there. If you, if you say that we're a family, you can get fucked. Oh man,
1: no, I, toxic. I was helping someone look over jobs, um, a few months ago. Um, and he was like, Oh, look at this one. This one looks great. And the first four paragraphs started with in this family. Mm -mm. And I was like, honey, run away. Don't do it. And he was like, it sounds like a great company. I was like, "Mm -mm. no, that means long hours, mediocre pay, almost no raises and absolute shitty coworkers run away. Yep. Because you're being
0: fed a bunch of false promises and you're not going to get, like, there's literally nothing they can do ex- to make themselves marketable except be marketable.
1: Yeah. And also it's like a super toxic family environment. <laughs> yeah. That's what I read every time I see that. Oh, toxic family. Got it. Yeah. Really shitty. I'm your boss, but
0: I'm going to pretend that I'm your friend instead of actually being an authority figure. And then when I have to be an authority figure, I'm going to be the worst authority figure you've ever experienced in your entire life.
1: <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day. This guy was talking about his boss. He goes, um, I'm I'm sitting in my office. I'm doing my work, whatever my boss walks in. Uh, he's like a boomer generation. This guy's a millennial um, with a pamphlet in his hand. And he goes, hi, Brian. I just want to know that you're a wonderful person. And just awkwardly stands there. And he's like, okay. And he goes, do you feel complimented and validated? And he goes, feel creeped out um what you got there bud (laughs) what's with the pamphlet and his boss is like well i was reading this and apparently your generation wants to be complimented and validated for who they are as people so i'm trying it out how did i do and this guy's like oh oh my god i hate i hate my generation because it's not about what we do it's not about our output it's not about our anything it's just about you're a person you're great what
0: it's all about how we feel
1: (sighs) i know it's, Emotions suck.
0: well and like but that's the other thing too is that because it's all about how we feel mm-hmm. we're still feeling like we're fucking up <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of backwards 180 bullshit like not even 180 this is just like this is a consistent infinity
1: loop oh we're, we're fucking spinning in circles just like <laughs> what it's like a dog chasing his tail just with with not even the satisfaction of like actually
0: getting the tail like no never the tail is nothing. not long enough
1: it's like a nub tail like you can't
0: reach it. it oh my god but like that is like that is the epitome of we need yeah. to still because like and and that's the thing too is like that's what our parents as parents did is that your your emotions and you as a human being need to be validated so not only are we gonna do that like raising you
1: your parents did that.
0: Oh, well, my mom did. Oh. Oh. Good for her. Anyways. Well, except the one time that she slapped me in the face, but I mean, I guess I deserved it. Yeah, I got
1: one of those too.
0: Yeah. So anyway. I I didn't actually deserve it. Oh, well. One
1: time my mother apologized to me for hitting me. Oh.
0: (laughs) The one time. I mean, I feel like I deserve it. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but I mean, anyways, my whole thing that I was getting at is that Mm. now we have the same like the same generation that raised us the same 60s and 70s free love everybody deserves to be like deserves to feel how they feel are now doing that shit to us in the workplace and it's yeah. like do we even want this like i don't even think we want this i think that we like we want reasonable things like we want to be actually evaluated for our skills yeah. we want to be mentored we want to grow like i don't give a fuck how i feel
1: like i mean i do but you shouldn't like, no, like if if I wanted somebody to come in and be like, you are doing a great job. I really appreciate how you forwarded this company, how you've made this position better, how you've, you know, had satisfied clients and met deadlines. And done and like, if you will give me those kind of accolades, I am much more likely to come back a second time and be like, I want to do the same thing again. Right. If you just say like, Oh, Tess, you're a great person. Uh, Okay, I'm actually not, but I'm glad I have you fooled. Um, right? So what am I supposed to say to that?
0: Like, <laughs> like, you're not. You're not telling me anything that I can put on an employee like chart that says this is why I am a marketable person and I deserve to have a raise. You're just telling me like, oh, you deserve to be happy. You're such a good person. Like, fuck off! I don't need you to do that for me. I have a family for that. I have a dog for that. I have a husband for that. Like, what?
1: Um, what, excuse you. What am I? Chop liver?
0: Well, you're a part of the family. So okay. that's, that's what that was. I was like, but
1: hello. I have a
0: test for that.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> like,
0: I don't need my boss or my supervisor to be like, you know what, Lauren? We just like, and I gotta admit, I'm a words of affirmation person when it comes to my job. Like, yeah, I do love getting like a good, good on you. Like you, you go get them girl. But like, yeah. unless you're telling me something that is actually like in the workplace specifically that is going to benefit like selfishly benefit me because like send me an email saying that I did awesome or that I get this on my review or that this is something I accomplished that you recognize. Like I can tell you all goddamn day everything that I do, but it doesn't, again, and this is, this is the imposter syndrome. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do because I'm a sad fuck (laughs) and I don't need you to falsely tell me at my job that I'm a great person. Okay.
1: I got a great personality. And now we transition into the millennials and what causes our alcohol problems.
0: Um, <laughs> I thought this was the entire podcast. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that we transitioned into anything. I just thought that this seventeen. Was, what causes drinking problems? I I think we're like almost episode thirty because we were oh. pieces of shit for a little bit. But like, this is this is a lot of. You drinking know, I
1: enter lockdown. a trance whenever we record these. Don't tell me how many there are. <laughs> I I told you, did I tell you about this? Yeah. No, no, the specific instance. Mm. I guess not. I was talking to someone, I think it was at the bar. I don't even remember who came up to me and said this. And I was talking to another person and I said something like, my favorite movie is blank. And this person walks up behind me and is like, no, it's not. Your favorite movie is blank. And I was like, excuse me?
0: Please tell me this was someone you knew. Sort of.
1: Um, <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> pardon me. They were like, "Yeah, you said it on the podcast." I was like, "When? That's <laughs> not my favorite movie. Why did I say that?" And they were like, "Yeah, you said this is your favorite movie. What? What the fuck are you talking about? This other thing is your favorite movie?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I don't remember <laughs> what. I don't remember any of this at all." I was like, "Apparently, I really do come into a trance when I do these because I what." <laughs>
0: I kind of love that for you. I also love, like, again, that we have people that actually listen to this, but also that people that you know listen to it and then <laughs> correct you. Because that's, that's about you. <laughs> what? what? What did you – what was the favorite movie that you – Apparently,
1: said? I said it was Princess Diaries. And then that time, yeah, I think I said it was uh, Friends with Benefits. And then another time, I said it was, like, fucking like Airplane or something. I don't know. Apparently, it changes so every –
0: basically, so like, thrillers and rom-coms is what you're telling me. Is you.
1: Airplane a – Thriller?
0: I thought it was. I've never seen it. I don't know.
1: Oh no, no, honey, this is <laughs> no airplane is the dumbest movie you'll ever see, but it is comedy gold. Okay, so comedies. Yeah. You're just a, you're just a comedy person. That's fine. Oh. Well, I need something to laugh at while I cry in my wine. Big facts. Big facts huh. and ice cream.
0: You know, it's it's okay. It's not healthy, but it's it's okay. Ice cream's
1: kind of yeah. gone out the window for me lately. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I uh, I said ice cream because you usually like ice cream, but I've been uh
1: cookies cookies lately cookies are good yeah pretty yeah pretty pretty tasty i've been on an onion ring kick which my stomach hates anyway interesting interesting now i
0: want damn it now we have to go to (laughs) chilies for what i want the texas cheese fries (laughs) Like, wait how do we get from
1: onion rings to fucking chilies because i'm a texas cheese fry fiend Fiend is not strong enough. If you're a Texas cheese fry whore. That is correct, actually. <laughs> I have traveled with you. <laughs> Fiend is not, ta- no. <laughs> Fiend is not strong enough.
0: If it's not mac and cheese, then it's Texas cheese fries. And I actually am, and Tess can attest to this, I'm actually kind of a snob. Oh, when it, huge. When it comes huge. to both.
1: Anything with cheese on it, she's like immediately this connoisseur that starts like smacking her lips and reviewing the food in front of me. And I'm just like, it's food. I'm hungry. Can I have some? I actually am that person. Yeah, no I, I remember that from the potato skins at um what bar was that in uh nashville that we went to oh god i don't remember i don't, remember I don't even remember,
0: I- going I remember going to the bar you <laughs> remember going to the bar i remember casamigos that's what i remember but anyways there, there was a lot of that <laughs> um, anyway we need to yeah. know that everything's open but anyways uh back to imposter syndrome <laughs>
1: fun talking about food and alcohol yes
0: (laughs) believe it or not uh tessa and i actually do have very low self-esteem but uh we pretend that we're narcissists because it's entertaining or do we not pretend maybe we actually are
1: i was like when do i pretend that i'm a narcissist
0: the world may never know
1: do i pretend i'm a narcissist
0: on the podcast oh i thought that was you (laughs) oh well fine maybe i'll just take all the blame maybe i'm the only narcissist here Okay.
1: I thought I was pretty open about my little. honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was a secret. I'm just now learning I'm a narcissist or closeted narcissist or something. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> well, let somebody else diagnose us. If you have a diagnosis I, for us, why don't you send it to us? Because uh, that would be funny. Please
1: no one with actual degrees because... Please
0: somebody with, with an actual
1: degree. Because oh. if like you listen to our podcast,
0: <gasps> you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a PhD in anything and you listen to us ramble.
1: <laughs> it's bless fun. you.
0: Absolutely bless you.
1: We're probably somebody's pet lab rat. We don't know it. I want to be someone. Actually, no, I don't. I had that offer. Never mind. I take it back. Curiouser, sir, curiouser. Sir. Oh, somebody wanted to study me. Actually, I think a couple of people did for several different things, but it's fine.
0: I've had a very interesting life, so I can... Uh...
1: I can yeah. see that. That's why I forgot
0: half of it. Couldn't couldn't deal with that. <gasps> <laughs> I've been I've been kind of like reliving some old memories that I thought I had kind of stashed away recently and I'm just like, oh. Interesting. Pluck that away. <laughs> just like oh my God. Harry potter with the wand in the
1: memory i don't remember
0: remember what the spell is But oh just- no
1: i i like have this process where I, I i take it and i like put it in a little lock box in my brain and i'm just like this one has extra chains this one has sea chains this one has- <laughs> yeah this one has 17 locks <laughs> <laughs> seriously no the other day i was in the swimming pool And um, I don't know what happened, but I accidentally inhaled chlorine and that smell when it hit like right behind my eyeballs triggered a absolutely traumatic memory from childhood and I just literally started like shaking in the pool trying to get the memory back in the lockbox I didn't know was there. (laughs) I was just like, "Ah, ah, ah, okay,
0: we can't do this. I wasn't trying to laugh, but I had to burp. And
1: so <laughs> if anybody
0: heard it, like, that it was funny. I
1: don't give a shit. I'm laughing at it now. It's it fine.
0: a really nasty like pig snort though. <laughs> I <laughs> that I don't have to find it and edit it out. <laughs> Leave it in. It's fine. Okay.
1: All right. Anytime. Final... I, I feel I feel very rambly today. I'm so sorry if I derailed us. That was not on purpose. It's fine. I I'm kind of
0: in the same zone anyway, but <sighs> I feel like there are so many avenues we could go down with imposter syndrome that I'm just not even ready to go myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep <laughs> drifting into existential crisis, which then makes me want to pull up and be like, let's say something stupid and off the wall, and, and then.
0: very matrixy. Everything is a simulation. Uh, we're all gonna die. And
1: I mean we've we've proven we've proven that the matrix is real. We had this conversation with the fucking tow trucks a couple of weeks ago. That is true. I only see one type of truck towing another truck. They're the little old, like, I think they're like Ford Ranger with a two-door. And they're either like a dark blue or a gray. And they always have the same fucking in tow taped on the back window or on the tailgate. And the other day, I was driving and um, I was texting Lauren. Don't text and drive. Um, But, (laughs) oops. Um, And I'm like, I saw one. Oh my God. I saw another one. Like they were just, it was, it was like being in a video game where everything in the background is like coded a certain way. So you see the same, uh, like just wait screens over and over again. And it was that way. And then as soon as I texted to her and was like, Oh my God, I'm in the fucking matrix. And this is the only kind of truck that they coded for my simulation. Um, (laughs) immediately, as soon as I sent that text, there was like a gray van towing another gray van. I was like, Oh shit. They caught me.
0: Well, but (laughs) that's because that's what I see. I only oh, yeah, see that silver is for vans.
1: <laughs> I literally
0: only see silver, like when it's not an actual like tow truck. Yeah, no, it's these are always like ones- yeah, just like a person's silver ratty ass minivan with another ratty ass minivan, or like a Mini Cooper for some reason, or like a yeah, Passat or some shit. Like it's it's always like a really shitty small car with this shitty van that's towing it with the same like same yellow tow car and tow tape. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's bonkers. And then you sent me that you saw mine and I was yeah. just like, Oh fuck, we're we're done. Somebody's
1: <laughs> somebody switched the wiring.
0: Somebody somebody's gonna pull the whole plug and eh. send us away. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't to like, throw them out. We don't even wipe. get to take one of the pills. We're just we're just being shoved into a different server. Just gone forever.
1: It's eh. fine. I, I it's fine another server sounds okay maybe i mean it might be worse than this one but who knows oh don't say that Uh, that. we have to consider that existential crisis why did you do this to me (laughs) and on that note (laughs) see myself out i have to go
0: (laughs) i mean this entire thing has just been an attack on both of us and probably somebody else that's listening but you know we still love congratulations
1: welcome to the rebrand where (laughs) we talk about things that are actually a problem for us and then can't stay on topic just attack us that's not new We'll just
0: no. this. That's the entire podcast.
1: <laughs> anyway, if anybody made it this long, we love you guys and we're sorry for ranting and rambling. It's uh, been quite the week, but we will have more things to share with you guys. Um, some things are in the works, uh, life-wise for both Lauren and I. So we should have some interesting top- topics upcoming. And of course, as always, if you have any requests, we do take requests at our Instagram at mind over millennial podcast, or you can email them to us at mindovermillennialpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I think Lauren checks that I do not, but you can get to me on Instagram. I also have my personal Instagram and my name is Tess and Lauren is at that millennial Lauren. So we'd love it if you'd reach out to us, let us know if you're still listening, let us know if you're still there. Otherwise all we have is analytics, which are just cold hard numbers. Anyway, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Bye guys. Mind Over
0: Millennial Music by Zach Gera and Gabriel Ramos. We are funded mainly by ourselves, but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes. And Google Sources, of course. <laughs>